What's going on, college basketball fans? Back for another episode of Mad About Hoops. This is the second podcast that we're dropping in a day because it's March Madness and you need things to listen to. I hope you're going to enjoy this one. I think you are because part of why we wanted to set out and do this podcast was to see what kind of interesting people that are connected to the game of basketball are out there to just sort of pick their brain and hear some stories that they've experienced, either that they've got going on currently. And I think this one's going to be a good one because March Madness is happening all around us. It's a great time to be alive. Mid-major conferences, these guys are what, what they've worked their entire basketball careers to do. They've got that opportunity this week to punch a ticket to the big dance and fulfill a dream. So there's that. And this high school basketball coach that I'm going to talk to here, I'm going to play it for you in just a minute. His name is Brett Norse, head basketball coach at Hilliard Bradley. They've built a dominant program out there, but we're not going to talk as much about the high school team that he's built, which is outstanding. We can do that at some point in time, but the cool March story that he's got going here, he doesn't have just one son. He has two sons. Since I actually talked to him this week, two sons have punched tickets to the big dance. At the time we chatted, one son was in for sure. Braden Norris, Loyola, the Loyola Ramblers, Sister Jean and company. They're they're awesome, right? Had the memorable run last year. Even before that, they went to a Final Four, but his son wasn't on that team, so they got to do it again if they want to experience that. And then this week, his other son, Keaton Norris, plays for Wright State. They came back from way down in the second half and beat Northern Kentucky, they're going to the NCAA tournament. And Dad, because his high school season got cut shorter than he would have liked, got to take all of it in. And he has two younger sons that are big basketball players. One plays for him already on the high school team. The youngest one is in sixth grade, and some say he might be the best. So this is just the perfect guy to talk about who is getting the full NCAA now it's going to be the NCAA tournament experience, but the full conference tournament experience and what it's like, what it's like to be someone who lives and breathes basketball his whole life, his whole career is dedicated to the game. And now he's getting to watch his own blood go on and do it at the next level. So it's, it's going to be fun. I hope you enjoy this one. My conversation on episode 63 here of Mad About Hoops with Brett Norris, head basketball coach for the Hilliard Bradley Jags. Absolutely no bias at all on this one. I totally don't live in the zone for Hilliard Bradley, and my son totally wouldn't go and play basketball for this guy in six years. So enjoy it. This is Mad About Hoops. Inbounds Turner, left side of the backcourt. Turner crossed the timeline, throws it from high on the right. He hit it just inside of half court. Lane's on the other wing. Bang. Oh! 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 Sent it in, Jerome! Is March Madness. All right. Mad about hoops fans. We got another guest on the phone. And, you know, for a long time, I, you know, we try to look at Ohio guys. You know, why not? We're a podcast, a hoops podcast based out of Ohio. 
So we look at Ohio guys, and I noticed this uh, this guy that lives near me in Hilliard. He's the coach at uh, Hilliard Bradley. He's been building a strong program there. And I noticed one of his boys was playing college basketball. Then you take a closer look at the team there and, you know, how a lot of these wins are being produced. And there's a second son and he's now playing college basketball. And there's a third son that's still in high school. And then there's a fourth son and he's not yet in high school. So you can sort of see where this is going. So we're looking at Braden Norris at Loyola and we've been wanting to talk to him. And now we're looking at Keaton Norris, who's at Wright State championship game, right? Wright State in the Horizon League title. And I figured for starters, why don't we go to the dad? Why don't we go to the coach who's been molding all of these great young basketball players? And that's Brett Norris, who has a tremendous program built up with the Hilliard Bradley Jags. And he's with us. Coach, this has to be such an amazing time of your life. I know you want your team to still be in the state tournament, but maybe things happen for a reason where you dipped out a little bit early this year. Now you get to watch two of your kids have the time of their lives here. Absolutely. I mean, certainly uh, it would be great if, if the Jaguars were still playing and uh, you know, that's always disappointing when your season comes to an end. Uh, a year ago, we, we were fortunate enough to still be playing in the regional tournament. And so we weren't able, you know, Keaton was still in high school and uh, Keaton and Cade, our current high school son, and I had to stay back while, while my wife and our youngest were able to go watch him in the Missouri Valley and many other games. And so I didn't get a chance to see Braden play in person until the NCAA tournament. And then, you know, to have two sons now playing at that level, um, you know, when, when we got beat, as you try to cope with uh, just just the sting of the ending of your season, to think that, you know, at least I would have an opportunity and the rest of us would have an opportunity to be together and, and go travel and watch their, you know, the Missouri Valley and the Horizon, which amazingly, you know, the Horizon quarters were, were last this past Thursday. And then St. Louis for the Missouri Valley, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and now back in Indy, Monday, and now Tuesday, the way those those tournaments lined up for us. And and then, you know, you just, you know, it was, uh, yeah, you, you, certainly appreciative to have that opportunity. And then to think that, you know, I know quietly we would say, you know, what would it be like if we were able to reel off six wins in six days and, We've got five down and one to go, and it has been, you know, nothing more than surreal. Really, really hard to describe how proud, you know, my wife Carrie and I are. And then for our younger two sons to take part in the journey, it has been as special a week as it gets. It's so cool. And I was wondering about this. So you had to pack the car for all this traveling, right? Because St. Louis back to Indy, then back to Columbus. That's not so hard, right? You're you're going by with the wheels for this trip. Yeah, you know, my, my wife tends to think more rationally than I do. Uh, so we we are really planning the trip, believe it or not, on, on like Wednesday. And we know we're going to Keaton's game, the Horizon quarters at Wright State on Thursday. And I Wednesday evening, I said, look, I'm, I'm packing for six days. And she, you know, rationally speaking, what about the kids in school and you know, the financial piece of, of things, of course, anybody that knows what it's like to travel with family, um, you know, the expensive hotel and whatnot. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, I just said, look, if, if all goes well, I think we just stay out there for us, you know, vacation really 
typically has gone through the AAU season, but vacation for us has, yeah. has revolved around the bounce of a ball. And this one has been the greatest of them all. So, yeah, it has been quite a journey. Uh, you know, as, as family goes, you know, we've been close, the four of us that are following to the point where we probably could use <laughs> the break of a school day to get away from each other. But that <laughs> being said, uh, the, the good has far outweighed uh, the challenges of it all. So let me ask you about your oldest son, Braden, because he eventually found his way to a program that has been really, really good for a while. College basketball fans absolutely know what Loyola Ramblers basketball is all about. And I'm just curious, I would imagine – one of the fun parts of your job being a high school basketball coach is getting to have relationships with college basketball coaches who are looking to get some intel on your players, trying to recruit some of your players. And the guy who was coaching Loyola at the time has become a really hot name as he should be because he took a team to the final four and then another sweet 16. And that's Porter Moser. I'm just curious. What were some of those chats like with Porter about your son? Yeah, you know, Braden's situation was, uh, I mean, every situation is somewhat unique. So he went to Oakland University, you know, right out of high school, had very few Division One offers. Being a smaller player, there were a lot of doubts about his size. And then, you know, went and had a great freshman year there, shot 48% from three. I think he was top maybe 10 or 12 in the country in assisted turnover. So when he decided to enter, you know, the transfer portal after his freshman year, there, there was significantly more interest. And, you know, what I will say is uh, being an old school basketball guy, yeah. uh, as I am, my dad was a coach as well. Our, our conversation when, it, you know, Coach Moser, you know, would credit a lot of where he's at professionally to, to Rick Majerus, who was a coach that I had studied hard. And in about five minutes when we had breakfast on our official um you know, in my heart, I kind of knew it was the right place. I thought that that coach valued, you know, just just every little detail uh, significant to me, but not to to a lot of people, even that coach at a high level. I remember talking about, you know, the velocity of Braden's extra passes or his toughness to switch late in the clock and front and block out bigger players and just things that that I think add up to winning and are hidden to to the average eye as they watch a game of basketball so I knew that everybody knew he could shoot and do all the you know dribble and pass but it was those things that I thought you know the value that that program placed in in what would make Braden special there and so I, I cannot I can't tell you from coach Moser now to Drew Valentine how Everything that we hoped was reality, uh, what we could tell from the outside has been absolutely 100% true and genuine. I, I couldn't speak any more highly of a university, of a basketball program, of a group of people than that at Loyola Chicago. And I can tell you that Braden is in an absolute perfect place. That's unbelievable. And even Oakland, where he started, has had some runs, you know, they've, they've shown up, yeah. they've made the NCAA tournament and that is a program. I know they've maybe had a little bit more ups and downs here lately, but that's certainly one of those mid majors where, you know, close, close to Ohio here being just right up there around Detroit. And th- that's, that's amazing. So you've got to experience a whole lot of this being recruited, having a, a kid in the transfer portal and folks we're talking to Brett Norris. He's a tremendous high school coach here in the state of Ohio at Hilliard Bradley, and he has not one but two sons 
Hopefully both of them are playing in the NCAA tournament. And we'll get to we'll get to Keaton here with with Wright State, but also with Braden, I mean, you talk about the time of your life as a dad getting to watch all this basketball and getting to watch your kids enjoy this experience. You got to see Braden knock off Illinois. I mean, yeah. it's it's unbelievable, right? Like, could you how do you top that? You know, beating a one seed, I guess, outside of if there's another Loyola run to the final four. And you got to tell me if you ever got to meet Sister Jean, too. I don't know if you got to meet her and see what she's all about. She was the superstar. She is. And, and you know, she's around uh, the university and the program. I mean, you know, COVID, like all of us, uh, limited her ability to be with the program until recently. So she was she was in the team hotel this past weekend in St. Louis. We did get to meet her, um, you know, on our official visit. We got to speak with her this past weekend, get our picture taken. She is incredibly, you know, aware and in tune to the basketball program there, to the people, to I think her role uh, in kind of making them, uh, you know, uh, for a mid-major, certainly nationally known. I think most people know of Sister Jean maybe before, you know, just how great they obviously are no longer a fluke, but how great the program has been built with coach Moser and now drew Valentine. And so, yeah, she, she is, uh, she's ever present and around the players and Braden would tell you that, you know, she's around them quite often, not, not just to say the pregame prayer, but uh, yeah, special, just another special person. And, and again, and what has been just a remarkably special place for Braden. She's 102. That's, she that's, is. it's unbelievable, but to, to think about, you know, the run last year in beating Georgia Tech and beating Illinois, I guess, did you get to go? Because it was the shutoff tournament, but family and friends, I'm assuming, you got to be there, correct? Yeah, you know, I had not gotten a chance to see a game all season, you know, coaching, and then, like I said, we played to the regional tournament right. last season. My wife was able to go to a select few uh, so my, the first game that I saw him play at Loyola, what was, you know, at Hinkle field house against Georgia tech in the NCAA tournament. And so anyone, you know, anyone that's grown up similar to, to I, the way I did, you know, son of a coach and basketball being so important, such a big part of, of my upbringing. And then with our kids and, uh, to not just be in the NCAA tournament, but to win a game at Hinkle field house mm. and then, and then, move on and, and play the way we did against Illinois and win. I mean, it was, you know, I, I can remember, you know, sobbing like, like a little kid just with the pure joy and, and almost overwhelmed wow. by the experience of it all. But uh, to take that in, you know, with our family, all five of us were able to go was, was absolutely, you know, it was an experience of a lifetime and one you're not sure you'll ever have again. And then these past five days, have brought back vivid memories of just how emotional, you know, how proud, uh, how amazing, how blessed that we've all been. And, and, you know, I think, you know, from a father and a coach's standpoint, I think the fact that Braden and Keaton being smaller players in a a game of length, uh, you know, they've had to earn everything and certainly have had their fair share of doubters along the way. And I, you know, you you just, the competitor in you uh, certainly, uh, takes even more pride in the fact that that they've had to work so hard to get where they are and then to see them succeed at that level like Braden did was uh so special well it's taking me back now because of course last year was the pandemic season and most arenas all season were completely shut down 
But by the time we did get to the NCAA tournament, now I recall they opened it up for limited capacity for fans. And that made the tickets for Hinkle. And we all know why, Mm. right? For basketball junkies who love to watch games there, the ticket prices were just skyrocketed. So the fact that you got to see your boys team win the mini tournament at Hinkle is, is really just insane. And it tells you what you've been doing, right? Like as a coach and as a man to be able to get to enjoy this again. But my goodness, like you're in the thick of it now. If we, we flip it to Keaton here, who's at Wright state, nice little Ohio mid-major program. Now a lot of Wright state listeners around here or uh, fans or people that went to school there. What, what is it about that program? What, what made that the best fit for your son, Keaton? And hey, great, great four point play for him yesterday, by the yeah, way, what a, what a momentous yeah. swing there. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I, I think it's, I'll give you the cliche, but it's the truth. I think it's the people, you know, I think Scott Nagy and his staff, uh, you know, the, the type of people that they've recruited, you know, and, and and quite honestly, a lot of guys, much like Keaton, that would probably be undervalued or under-recruited at that level, you know, I think something that they're able to see in a kid's makeup, his character makeup, that would lend itself to being a team player, to having the, you know, the necessary toughness and skill level. And, and then I think also, you know, there, there's, as I, as I just mentioned, there's an element of a chip on one's shoulder that I think can serve serve them well there's not a lot of entitlement when you're recruiting kids that maybe have been undervalued and yeah you know, it's a difficult trait to find I think in young people uh, maybe in people in general and so you know I think it was all of that I think for Keaton I think proximity to home was important maybe a little more than it would have been to Braden uh, just with where he was in life and so you know selfishly uh, it, it has been great for us to, you know, from Bradley High School to, to the Nutter Center is about 55-minute drive, so we've been able to see you know, a significantly more amount of games of his than, than we have of Braden's. And uh, so it's been a great fit. He's, he's really earned, you know, a lot of opportunity. And, and last night perhaps having his, his best game and, and thus far until tonight, their biggest moment was certainly gratifying and, and glad that he can contribute to a great win. Yeah, I've noticed has Keaton – not wanted to be the guy that takes a lot of shots? Has he been trying? I mean, because you mentioned how how Braden and some of those things that the average fan might not notice, like how he can work on the perimeter defensively, you know, how how his awareness levels into it. Not all guys have to shoot the rock five to ten times a game to be effective, but we could see it with Keaton. When he needs to, he can knock down some big ones. Yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, hopefully they've been raised the right way. I think that, again, I think the game is so misunderstood because, you know, the ball going in the basket is obviously what catches the average fan's attention. And, and, and certainly Keaton's more than capable, did that at a high level for us, and I think eventually will for them. But he's playing with four returning starters. You know, the vast majority of the time he's on the floor. Uh, guys that can really score it and are highly productive. And so I think, you know, his understanding of, of – of who he is with that group and how he can impact winning, understanding that, yeah, he's, he's got to be ready and he's got to make the, you know, I think the game is all about making the right play and part of the right play is who you're playing with. Yeah. And him being a true freshman. And, and you know, I think, I think finding his way of when it is the appropriate time for him to be more aggressive has been a challenge, but, you know, defensively. And then again, I, they, they have some highly productive players there 
And uh, so I think he's done, you know, he's done a very good job of trying to figure that out. But I, I think that's a challenge for any freshman, you know, walking into a program with experience, especially for returning starters and trying to figure out how they best, you know, suit the team's needs. It hadn't been that long since Wright State was in the NCAA tournament. It's 2018. But if they can do this, this would be just their fourth NCAA tournament of all time. So it is still a pretty big deal. And I don't know about you, but what's what's fascinating for me about these smaller conference tournaments is it doesn't seem to matter as much how you do in the regular season when you can reset when you're healthy enough. And, you know, it's not, I mean, Wright State's a 20-win basketball team, so I don't mean like they're down at the bottom right. of the conference. Right. We've even seen that before, though. We've seen like that under 500 team get hot and win their conference tournament. But it's just everybody would have expected Cleveland State and Purdue Fort Wayne would be in this game, and yet here's Wright State and Northern Kentucky. It's just kind of crazy to to look at it like that. And have you have you looked much into this game as a dad? Like, are you scouting it out, trying to you know figure out how Wright State is going to win this game? What things they should do, whether it's through shooting or defense? Have you looked at that yet? Well, I mean, I can't help but of right. course. So, <laughs> you know, they you know Northern Kentucky swept us. During the regular season, you know they're very good defensively. They they play primarily zone defense, and that's something that Wright State really has struggled with the vast majority of the year. But but I think it, you know, I'm hoping it's going to serve us well. We played in the quarters. We played Oakland, who plays nothing but zone, and then Cleveland State played a lot of zone last night. And so I, you know, we found our rhythm. I think you know the coaching staff's done a good job of adjusting some things from a zone offensive you know philosophy standpoint. And so I think we're much more comfortable now than we were you know three or four weeks ago whenever our second game was with northern kentucky but but there that being said i mean you know northern kentucky's playing very well and it, you know it's it's as it should be at this level it's going to be a big challenge but you know I, I don't i don't think it's it's a stretch at all to say that Wright state's playing as well as they have all year and you know enter the game tonight with with a lot of confidence so your other two boys as they get to watch, you kind of spoke to this already, but as they are playing the game of basketball and they get to see their two older brothers experiencing, experiencing this in Division One, what does that do for them as younger players, especially players that are that are playing for dad? There's always sort of a thing that goes with that, I feel. And it looks like your boys have taken to that maybe better than some where they can take the coaching from dad where sometimes when you're parenting, you, you think that it's easier, you know, if, if somebody else can do it, like send them to the teachers, they're going to listen to the teachers at school or the coaches more than they're going to listen to me. They're doing it for you. So I'm just wondering about those younger two boys and how they've taken to this and if that's given them an extra edge. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, you know, looking back at, at the experience of the NCAA tournament last year and then what we've experienced, you know, these five days, uh, you know, to see it up close in person and then to live it, you know, when, when Braden and now this offseason Keaton come home, they're, they're typically home in May and August, and you're back in the gym with them. And then, you know, you know starting with Braden, Braden's, Braden's been such an incredible role model for them as an older brother and, and what he has been able to pass down and, and honestly, maybe take a little of the bur burden off of me. I think sometimes, you know, when it's a little bit more peer to peer, brother to brother, in this case, it, it probably soaks in more, but I, I think it's, it's all of that really, I, you know, being around because we were in the hotel, the team hotel this weekend, some, 
you know, being around those Loyola guys and just seeing how they conduct themselves, you know, uh, you know, just from a maturity standpoint, from almost a professional standpoint, not just on the court, but off the court. And, 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 you know, I think those are traits. Braden's always been a high character kid, but I think that program has brought out the best in him. And, and, um, so being around the entire thing, I think they've been, you know, they were brought up in the game around our high school program. And we've been so fortunate, uh, not certainly way more than just my kids, but the number of quality people, coaches yeah. and players that we've had involved in Bradley. And now for them to see it in another level, it's, it's inspiring. You know, they, they couldn't, you know, they're in the hotel room working out because I, I, without even being said, you know, particularly our high school one now, like his drive to get back home, get back in the gym has probably never been greater. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, that's you cool. Know, it's paying it forward for them too, and I know they appreciate it. So Kay just wants to play basketball. And remind us, what is he going into his junior year or going into his? Yeah, he's a sophomore, yep. so he'll be a junior next year. Yeah. And Kip, right? Do you call him Kip for short, Kipton? Kipton's his name. We call him Kip, and and he's got you know when you're the youngest of four, you got enough nicknames. But Kip <laughs> is typically what he's called. <laughs> and he's going to be a seventh grader. He's pretty young Correct. still. Yeah, he'll be a seventh grader. That's amazing. So I, I, I usually I got to ask everybody this question because the reason we started this podcast was just because it's done by a couple guys who just love the game, just plain and simple. So mm-hmm. where did the love of the game? You mentioned your dad coached too, but give me the origin story, how Brett Norris came to love basketball the way that he did. Yeah, it was, you know, my, my dad's been gone for five years plus now. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Well, I appreciate that, but, but certainly, you know, I think he would be the one and, you know, I, he was a high school coach. I can remember being mesmerized by the bounce of the ball. When I was young, I went scouting with him all the time, uh, was at every practice. And so, you know, I just, that was it. And I, I, I really, I think I enjoyed the team aspect of it. You know, the feeling you get when you're able to, to serve a teammate, um, uh, you know, along with obviously just loving, you know, the feel of the ball in your hand and that kind of thing. And then, you know, fortunate enough that I think, you know, with Braden being the oldest, that's how he was. We were very similar at a young age. And then, you know, all three of his brothers have, have just kind of following his lead that way. But certainly I would credit my love for it uh, started with my dad. It's amazing what our fathers give us, right? It certainly is. Yeah, I'm same way for me. My dad was a a player in Indiana, so he he loves telling me stories about, you know, how big a deal and I grew up in Virginia yeah. and you know, we I grew up going to high school basketball games with him every single Tuesday and Friday. So it didn't matter where we went. You know, some of the big schools in my area, we had Potomac, we had Woodbridge, we had Garfields. It was where are we going today? Which which night of the week is it? Which basketball game can we get to and he uh he would always remind me how high school hoops in Indiana is just a little bit bigger deal right than than everywhere else and he he uh just got me into the game from such a young age and that's really what I remember the most but Brett this was nice of you to do this and you are uh living a a dad's dream right now getting to watch two boys hope hopefully it's two in the NCAA tournament one's in for sure but both are certainly a part of the madness here in the great month of March. So 
keep enjoying it. Best of your family and continued success at Hilliard Bradley. I hope I, I'll be sending a, a son of my own to your team in six years' we would time. That. We would welcome that. Uh, and, and certainly appreciate you having me a part of it. And always great to, to talk uh, ball. What, what a great game it is. Oh, the best. Brett, thanks so much for the time. Thank you. What a fun conversation that was with a guy who has dedicated his life to the game of basketball. You could tell he's a quality guy and a heck of a coach who's winning a lot of games for his program. And I think that's what every dad who watches their son get into basketball, that's the dream, right? It's to, to watch your kids have success and hopefully do a little bit more than you were able to do with it, right? I, I think most of us parents who uh, are like that, we were okay with seeing our kids advance the family, right? And just take that script to the next level. And it's it's really an amazing story what he's getting to watch his two kids do. So that was fun. I want to remind you, if you're listening to this before Selection Sunday, We'll have the big podcast that comes out on Monday, the day after the brackets are released, where me and Evil Bald Colin will just stare at them, pour over them, give you some of our bracket busters, give you some of our things to stay away from, and hopefully log, not hopefully, not hopefully at all, we absolutely will log the correct final four picks. Between the two of us, we will have the correct final four picks. So everybody be well, get the rest between 1 a.m. and 7 a.m. whenever you can get it because you got to stay up late to watch all those basketball games finish up. Madness is here, conference tournaments, and then the NCAA tournament, the greatest event in all the land, is right around the corner. We'll see you next time on Mad About Hoops.